it's Thursday. It's time for Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. We are with Steve Glick, Dave Rutiner, and today, the Wilson team. Jen Wilson, Tracy Cotter, how are you guys? Morning. 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 All good. You're, you're, you're veterans of this podcast. You've been on here before. We've, yeah. we've had our conversations, and today, Dave, doing a little Instagramming. <laughs> Uh, and today we're going to talk, uh, look, let's talk a little bit about the inventory, the market. Um, what are you seeing? You have a, a lot of deals in a lot of different areas kind of going on. Um, so what are you seeing as far as where we're at with the market right now? The market's definitely shifting. It is shifting. It's, there's more negotiating going on now. Um, so it's not just that, that crazy, uh, you know, over ask, um, exactly. bidding war kind of thing. War. No, unless something is underpriced when it comes on the market. Mm-hmm. So when you say negotiation, does that mean like an offer gets presented to the seller and then you're going back and forth and trying to land in a place that makes the most sense, right? Correct. It's not like, Correct. hey, it's a bidding war. Cash. Yeah, it's not full price cash, take it or leave it. It's more like, okay, this is the offer. Where are you at? Where they're at? And see if we can meet in the middle. Yeah, that's, I think so. That's, right, that's, that's, back to more of a normal state of affairs, which is actually a good thing because you know, during COVID, people were making full price offers, waving inspections, waving COs. Oh, it's right. crazy. Wow, I remember right. that. I remember those yeah, stories. Crazy. So now it's really what it should be when you're transacting millions of dollars. It's more of you know an elegant process. So this is be. normal. This is what you right. you're used to in all these years of selling right. real estate. This is how the process goes. You know, you That's an offer, you get an offer, you present an offer, you get a counter offer, you go back to your buyer, you present the counter offer and you, you negotiate a little bit and then you land in a place that makes the most sense. But the question is, is, is it a seller's market still or is it a buyer's market still? Good question. I think it's, it's equaling out right now because as interest rates rise, it takes out some buyers from the market. Well, and we're still lacking in inventory still. It's starting to Level, you know, more yeah. things are starting to come on, but the inventory. Well, let's still talk about the inventory. Strong. So, inventory now we're at roughly call it eleven hundred listings. Okay. okay, so eleven hundred sounds like a big number, but when you look back in the years past, an average inventory year is about anywhere is from four to five thousand listings on mm-hmm. the market. So we're significantly off, even though your inventory is coming on increasing every week slowly by, you know, 10 listings here, 10 listings, four, four listings, five listings. Right. It's still historically low. So that is in the advantage of the, the seller, seller, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that means it's a seller's market, mm-hmm. right? But it is equaling out. It is starting okay. to equal out because, like I said, it's there's because interest rates are rising, the stock market conditions right now. There's it seems to be that some buyers have paused. Now, do you, when you say pause, yeah. sorry, Steve, Go ahead, when Dave. you say pause, like, does that mean the buyers just like it's fine? I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for them to come down. Or are they like? Yes, oh, I think that's, so. That's and uh, you doing. know, a lot of and these, they don't have fear of losing. Out. Not like they used to. Not well, like and some to. of them have been waiting since COVID. So they've, you know, um, that's what I'm well, finding. Buyers, I would months. say those buyers are not real buyers. Yeah, <laughs> I would say those are not real buyers. They're waiting for, yeah, 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 they're waiting yeah, yeah, for yeah. something really special to just yeah. to happen. But we talk to a lot of agents and a lot of agents um, at the firm have buyers that they're working with. So sometimes you do see a listing go into contract within 30 days. And other times you see it, mm-hmm. it takes months as it normally mm-hmm. does. Um, so we're definitely seeing a lot of buyers out there still waiting for that perfect um, listing to come onto the market, and then they're ready to transact immediately once the right opportunity um, comes onto the market. 
What are you seeing though as now, today is the first day of fall, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday was the last day of summer. So now we're in the fall season. Where do you see the market going in the next couple of months um, here in the Hamptons? I think we're going to see prices come down. I don't think it's going to be a yard sale, but I do think <laughs> that there's hmm. going to be price reductions because, okay. and, and now it's really sort of hard to price properties. Right. We were just talking about this. Because you look back at it comps is, I and, agree. and you look at like, you know, the past year where prices were high and typically you base your pricing of a new property based on the comps. And so what we're trying to do with our listings is look at the comps over the last year and then, um, price it a little under a little. Yeah. Cause you normally, you're supposed to go back a year or maybe two years, but those are all COVID premium record breaking pricing, as you just Mm -hmm. said. So it's like, okay, well you don't really, you don't want to go all the way back to 2018 and 2019 because a lot has changed. So it's kind of in between, and I guess you're right. You have to look at the numbers from the past year to year and a half and then do a slight adjusting a adjustment little. below that as well. Now, do you see this market, um, the selling season, like we said, it goes through pretty much the end of October. Um, and is that uh, what do you see happening in November, December? Do you see? I think we'll again, still be busy, pricing? but I don't okay. think that it's going to be like the last couple of years. Right. Um, but we're busy. Tracy and I have a good amount of listings. Mm-hmm. Um, we have five listings. Great. And we're showing all of our listings constantly. Yes. Now there's still lots of requests every week. Have still you doing re- the open houses? Sorry. Dude. Sorry. No, I'm just thinking every time you guys talk, it makes me think of another question. (laughs) Um, Have you run into a situation with a seller that bought during COVID yet? Where is relisting? They're like, they bought the house during COVID at the premium. And then they're like, Oh, I want to sell it now. And you have to have, and and you have to have the conversation where they're going to lose money. We have not. That's a good question, Dave. I have not, I I haven't really seen that that happen yet. Not yet. Um, I think it will happen. Yeah. So what happens? What do you well, think? Well, I think happen- we saw that with the summer rentals. A lot of these people who purchased mm-hmm. um, put their house on the market for rent. Right. Because um, August was very, very off out here as right. far as summer rentals go. There was a flood of inventory. So we've seen that they well, rented, but not realistic. Well, Dave, you, you hold. You hold. You <laughs> don't sell. You hold. <laughs> you, you, hold. you just hold. You That's just hold right. on. Right. Because, yeah, it go, the market goes up and down, uh, the real estate market, up and down, right? But it always trends up, like over the history of, if you look at like a, a timeline of where the pricing is going, it always trends up. Right. So, yeah, it may be a little down now, but if you hold it over the next mm-hmm. two years, it'll be back up and you'll be, make, you'll be able to turn a profit on that investment that you made in the peak of COVID, you know, uh, a year and a half to two years ago. Right. So 10 years time, 20 years time. I mean, people are buying homes to live in for a long time. That's what I'm saying. Like people that bought during COVID, they were like, I don't care. Like I need the escape plan, you know, like I need the escape hatch. So we may start to see that. We might start to see people who bought a house that they didn't totally love a hundred percent. And right. then relist it. Who knows? We haven't seen that but yet. But doesn't that, so the reason I'm asking is, doesn't that make an argument for a continuation of the lower listings because that are for sale? Because if people that bought during COVID gobbled, everyth- all, gobbled up all the inventory mm-hmm. and their mindset was, I'm staying in this, I'm never giving this thing up because I never want to be without a, a house. That's my you know, mm-hmm. place where I feel safe. Um, 
isn't that kind of an argument for a continuation of a seller's market? Because the low inventory is the big story with allowing people to justify listing. Sure. I think that, um, you know, I think we will see inventory increase, but I don't see prices coming down significantly. I think that prices that were COVID priced Mm -hmm. have to come down a little. Right. And once that happens, I think, you know, as inventory grows and the prices come down, it's a really good time to buy. Yeah, the prices right. are going to come down a little They're bit. They still down. won't be where it was in 2018 and 2019. No. It would be like higher than 2018 and 2019, but a little bit lower Somewhere than 20 between, and 2021. Yeah. So it's in between. But statistically, it's, it's it's has gone up and we are on the upward um, turn before COVID anyway, like we're, if you look at the real estate market in the Hamptons, we were on the up and then COVID happened, which put mm-hmm. us extremely up, but and we were on that upward turn. And I think now the work, work from home trend is not going to change. Even if mm-hmm. offices in the city ask their employees to come back, they're mm-hmm. not going back five days a week. No, it's a hybrid. Yeah. I've been right. seeing a hybrid. Total hybrid. It's, it's a hybrid. So we're going to see people term. out here mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sundays, Mondays, probably. Um, Interesting. So... As people leave the Hamptons, they're also going down to Miami, right? They're going down to Mm -hmm. Florida, you know. Well, yeah, especially this time of year, right? That's like their season's about to pick up. And uh, and you guys are now working with the Circle Group in Miami. So tell us a little bit about that partnership. So the Circle Group Miami um, is a part of Fortune International, which Saunders has a relationship with Mm -hmm. in Miami. And the Circle Group, the two partners who own the Circle Group are Rajane and Fabiana, and they have a partner um, in Portugal. So their business is primarily in Miami, mm-hmm. and they came up and met us, and we introduced yes. Watermill Crossing to them, and they brought buyers, and now three of their buyers are in contract on Watermill Crossing, which is really cool. Congratulations. That was super yes. cool. That was one of the most interesting <laughs> things that I've ever like observed at Saunders was we were like, oh, who are these uh, two real estate agents? And they're like, oh, they're with the Circle Group. And they're like, oh, uh, that's cool. They're from Miami. And they immediately yeah, it was understood the Hamptons. Yeah. It was crazy. Like They'd never been to the Hamptons, and like immediately you could see them like outside on their cell phones, like calling their clients, like they work this with place a lot is of, awesome. Like right. we got to get here. You know what I mean? They're getting they work with a lot of South American buyers. And mm-hmm. what they realize is that a lot of those buyers come out here, yeah. come to the Hamptons. And so they see the value of our market and yes. Um, the buyers that bought are South American buyers that they are their top clients. That's yeah. great. And it's great to form these relationships and really expose the brand into Miami, into other areas, even into Portugal. Now um, they get the experience of what the Hamptons is all about. And the Watermill crossing is something that people can understand. And it makes sense. They're, they're obviously great condo units, new construction. You have price, you can look at it price per square footage and it's just an easier thing that makes sense to a broad, Wrap your head around, broad, yeah. broad stroke of Especially buyers. Especially if you're out not there. from the area. Exactly. Well, and you can you can leave easily. You can lock the door and right. Leave. Yeah. Low maintenance. And so you know these buyers that they're bringing are they live in South America. They have a place in Miami, and Perfect. now they're now the buying Hamptons. in the Hamptons. So what's going on, Watermill Crossing? You represent Watermill Crossing. This is the 38 condo unit right there in the heart of Watermill. New construction. They broke ground. I drove. I drive past it every week. 
uh, every day, I'm sorry, and I see them um, pouring the foundations. There's construction going on. This thing is is, is rocking and rolling. What what type of activity have you had um, this summer with Watermill Crossing? So have- August was in particularly insane. Busy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we put a lot of units into contract in 18, August. 18, right? I think, and, well, 18 total. Yeah, so now 18 uh in total or in contract. Once, that's amazing. Once people Isn't see those great? trucks I mean, working and moving the dirt and doing, that's where it, yeah, the, the phones buzz lit started. up. They, they saw, okay, this is this is happening. This is and this an, doesn't an exist idea. out here. There's you know not many developments like this. So we have had a mix of people who are downsizing mm-hmm. or just buying a their bit of third home or fourth home, something like that. So it's a real good mix of, of the type of people who are buying it. So and they obviously see the value in it. So what know? do these condos offer? Like what what's the starting price point? How big are these units? And what amenities can someone expect? So um, there are 38 townhomes in total. They're all two stories with a garage, roughly um, 25 to 2,800 square feet. And okay. they start at... Uh, Two one to two nine. Wow! Um, mm-hmm. And there's a really beautiful clubhouse, pool, and you're literally in the village of Watermill and a couple miles to the ocean. Watch Watermill change when yes. this is done. That uh, town I, is going to come alive. I believe it. 100%. I believe it. So, what makes these units special is that they're rent. You could rent them, right? Mm-hmm. You can put them up for rent yes. for the season as well, right? Exactly. Okay. And how many bedrooms? Three to four. They three all four. have four bedrooms. Four bedrooms or okay. three bedrooms with a den. And, and three of the unit uh, models have elevator options, which really makes it very nice. If somebody wants to have the den on the first floor, then they have the elevator to access the primary bedroom upstairs. And how many units do we have left? If there's eight, well, so we have 18 in contract, so we have close to 20 left. Right. Those are going to be sold in the next couple of months, I guarantee. This is incredible. (laughs) And this is all pre-construction. I mean, when could someone expect to move in? This This is something they can move into next summer? So the first units that are going to be built those you'll be able to move in by august september of next year great. And then the remainder will be december 2023 got it um and ed brule from saunders also works on the uh, project with us and he um he has been working over the last week with a bunch of buyers who i think we're gonna have signed contracts from them nice so where can we get more information on this so you can go to thewatermillcrossing.com, mm-hmm. and that site okay. is always updated with the um, updated site map. The site map has the, the um, pricing on it, and that website has the brochures and all the information about the project. There you go. I can't wait for that project to be done. We can just walk around. And I know. Right? It's wow. beautiful. This is crazy. Like, we, like, <laughs> we're such a big part of this, and it's, it's going to be very beautiful. exciting. Very exciting. So... Let's talk a little bit about the numbers. Steve. All right. So let's see. This past week, there were 25 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk. When you compare it to last year, there were 37 listings that went into contract. So that's a decrease of 32%. You go back to 2020, this same week, there were 76 listings that went to contract. Hmm. So it's a decrease of 67%. The breakdown of the transactions this week, there was two between 10 and 20 million, one between six and 8 million, one between four and 6 million, nine between two and 4 million, and 15 under 2 million. The dollar volume this past week was $121 million compared to last year, 140 million. So it's a decrease of 14%. 
In 2020, the dollar volume was 160 million, a decrease of 25%. Mm. So what's interesting is that in 2020, the decrease in sales transactions was 67%, but the dollar volume decrease was only 25%. So mm. there was significantly um, less listings going into contract this week compared to 2020, but the dollar volume was, wasn't that far off. So that means the prices um, have inventory. The old inventory story. Yeah, the prices has has gone up. So less listings, but a higher price is going into into contract. New listings coming onto the market. There were thirty two new listings, so that increases the inventory by seven listings. The breakdown of those thirty two new listings, there was three between ten and twenty million, one between eight and ten million, three between six and eight million, five between four and six million, ten between two and four million, and ten under two million came onto the market this past week. So seven new listings. I feel like. That's kind of more than usual, wouldn't you say? Normally, it's been like one or two. Yeah, seven is still um, low. S- still low. Still, yeah. but um, they're getting there. You know, it's interesting. Like, I want to see more listings on the market. You know, because it's like you want people to have more options. You want there to be more transactions. You know, you can't. You know, have a whole industry based on what was the lowest point it was ever at. It was like at like 800, 800 listings at one point, 900 listings. I think so. Something like that, right? Yeah. It's like, how can you have like a, you, you can't even have an industry off of that many Right, listings, and right? think how many agents are out here, right? Yeah, so it's like a part of me is very happy that you're seeing things creep back on and it's like starting to normalize, mm-hmm. but... Do you miss at all like the COVID days? Like how crazy that was? Like it, it was, was so crazy. ridiculous. Not like you really. would just answer the phone and it would be like so. Really. You know, Tracy and I are fortunate that we have a really good um, referral business. And so we constantly have new listings. Right. And to have five really nice listings right now, I think is we're very lucky. More than a lot of agents have. Right. So, you know, we're busy and it's a normal busy. It's not like <laughs> frenetic right. like it was. Right, right, right. That's true. Where That's people were making like crazy decisions, buying a house without seeing it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. how many of those did you sell? Did you sell like how many We ha- going into COVID, we had like 20 listings. Right. We sold them all. Wow. Right, but what I'm saying is, is how many were sight unseen like that? We oh. didn't do any sight unseen. I would not take an offer. Oh, really? Interesting. That was sight unseen. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. we did, you know, we a lot was FaceTime and FaceTime showings, but they had to put their feet in the house yeah. before they were actually right going to start making smart. offers. I like yeah, that. It saved, smart. Good saved a lot of headaches. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Dave, it's so now it's fall. It's fall. It's fall. First weekend it's of fall. It's the best time first, of year in the Hamptons. First weekend and, of fall. And there are going to be waves this weekend, so people are coming out here yeah, to surf. Yeah, there's a storm. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy weekend out here. It's What's, pumpkin spiced everything yeah, season. <laughs> I'm sure you have some pumpkin on that on that list. Well, you know what I like about fall? Tell is, us. I'm going to tell you what I like about fall. <laughs> is, uh, you, can, you can kind of embrace your fashion again, you know? Because you get sweaters, you get I jackets, agree. sweater weather? you get new pants, you can get different shoes. It's like, you know, you get to mix things up, even though I wear basically the same thing every day in the fall. But, you know, I, I like to observe, you know, what other people are doing. Like, didn't you just buy like a leather jacket, Steve? <laughs> you just bought one. I did. Thank you. Yeah. I can't wait. Steve, it's the best Steve, I'm waiting for the weather to change. Steve, Steve 500 a, degrees and I'm wearing it. It's Steve, coming. Steve bought a black leather jacket. Like the, a biker jacket? No, it's brown. Uh, it's brown. Uh, it's brown. Uh, <laughs> a brown leather jacket with no collar. It's got like this... Uh, 
Tab uh, collar. Like a tab collar. Yeah, tab collar. Yeah. That's what they call it. Nice. Yeah, yeah Dave. So what's <laughs> happening this weekend? So this is sort of just Hampton's news, okay? Steve and I have discovered this place called Little, Little Birdie in Sag Harbor. Oh, it's the best. It's absolutely incredible food. It's right next to Jack's, that Little Jack's coffee shop. Right next to it is a place called Little Birdie. It's run by two guys, uh, Alexis and Kai, and they're just like real chefs. They're like the real deal. And anyway, they have announced that they are closing Ugh. on October 2nd, but not because they're going out of business, because they want to open up a bigger place. Great. Good so we, we don't know where they're going to open the bigger place, but I kind of want to encourage everybody to just go in there. If you haven't gone, I know, like I can think of a couple of like foodies out there that listen to the podcast that are just friends of ours. And I'm telling you, man, you gotta go into this place it is mind-blowing the you food follow them on instagram which i do because i am a foodie they <laughs> post the most delicious looking food and the food is so good uh, yeah. i can't wait i can't wait for lunch yeah though. upstate oh, new york they they have like a, a hydroponic uh farm that they have a connection with <laughs> and like the salad like just the you, you, the salad i had uh yesterday was fr- with lettuce i didn't even know what it was and it was like unrecognizable lettuce and he's like oh yeah he had this whole story about like where it comes from so all the sourcing of the food is incredible and then the guy is just like a really good yeah look at the instagram with the well, yeah, their instagram is beautiful instagram, really good it says the best fried chicken in the hamptons i i, I, Jen, think I know is. where we're going for lunch should i go for the fried chicken today i, I think it is so yeah. i might go fried today yeah i try to avoid fried foods but Everyone i think it's like healthy well, fried yeah. it's healthy fried yeah it has the uh what is it called the health the aura they the healthy aura and of, plant-based you know. mayonnaise. there's avocado on they it had so plant-based <laughs> mayonnaise so yeah there you yeah, go. So it's healthy. It's yeah. got to be. It's like a salad. Yeah, it's like a salad. All right. So what is going on this weekend? I mean, it is fall, so that's good. Um, so this Friday at 730 in the Southampton Arts Center, uh, you can celebrate figures transformed with a special closing reception with curator Cressida Masidas Strassfield. And the artists are Deborah Buck, Hal Buckner, and Strong Cuevas. I hope I pronounced all that cor- correctly. But you know what's nice about a uh, closing reception? Free food. <laughs> so if you want free food, you just go to this art gallery. Just make sure you dress up so you look like you potentially might buy the art. In your new leather coat. Yeah, in your new leather jacket. You get the free food. You say, oh, I really like it. And then you walk out. Great. Do them a favor. Post it on your Instagram. And then if you can afford it, buy some art. Um, All right. So that's number one. Number two is, I don't know if this is really going to be that fun, but I really like the name of the band. So the name of the band is called Cold Chocolate. It is a genre bending Americana band from Boston, and they are going to be playing at the super hopping in and happening Roger Memorial Library in Southampton. And that's going to take place uh, Friday, 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. So you might want to go see Cold Chocolate in concert. And then kind of did this one for you, Steve. Every Friday at SYS, a lot of Friday stuff. Every Friday at SYS, the Southampton Youth Borough's basketball clinic is going to start taking place. Um, So this is the... uh, place on Majors Path. That's running every Friday, starting this Friday through December 16th. 
the clinic is open to grades seven to 12 mm. and it's just uh, $10 a session uh, for each. If you buy all sessions, you get a discount um, and transportation is available. I know your son is a great price, a basketball player, dude. So that should be good. Steve's a ball player. Yes. Steve is a ball player. Are you? You're a golfer. You golf. You golfed yesterday. I golfed yesterday. How did I, you well, do? Uh, so well, he, did, he did bad. You know, <laughs> big uh, pause. First, first that time means, playing in three years. That means he didn't do that game. Uh, you know, it's a fun. It's a frustrating game. It's a yeah. great way to it's spend a, a day. Game. You know, quote unquote relaxing. But really, all you're doing is driving. What's nice about crazy. golf is, is you play better. As you drink beer along the way, <laughs> is that how that works? totally part of the culture? Is you just so by the second hole, you know you you play much better than the first hole. It was a great last day of mm. summer. It was a nice way to spend the last day of summer. It's for a um, and it was so beautiful. It was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was great, but now we're in the fall, and obviously you know we're a lot of fall. good things going on. Plenty and of stuff to do. We've already done. I mean, this was we already did the pumpkin picking, which I think was a little. You already picked uh, the pumpkins. Wow. We already we already wow. went to uh, <laughs> yeah we went to Corwith's um, nice. up off uh, what road is that? That's got a hole. But anyway, you know uh, you know what's fun to do in the fall is and it's not Hampton centric though is the North Fork is happening in the fall. Oh, yeah. So is the, so is the traffic up there. Everything Listen, going on up there. The key, to, like, the key to the North Fork is to go up to the pumpkin patch things. Yeah. Like, go at like 8 o'clock. If they like open at 10, be there at 10. <laughs> yeah. Because come like 11.30, 12, like you're, you're already leaving you know about it. as everybody right. else is coming in. I know. They, or they, hire they, they a driver and go to the vineyards. There you go. Every little make a day of it. You can come up with. They they do. It's like you know, pumpkin picking, apple picking, pies. Like, yeah, pony rides, Wine hay drinking. rides. You yeah. know, they got like the the wooden signs with the farmer like holding the apple cider. Like it's just like they got that place. Their season. That's go the, go uh, pay like thirty bucks for a, a bucket of apples that you could get for like five bucks yeah. at the grocery store. But that's you know. Yeah, not but as you're fun. missing the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> My kids love it, so it's you know we had a great time. They wanted to go pumpkin picking. We went, whatever. Now we have pumpkins on our front porch. Anyway, that's what's going on. There you go. All right, uh, Jen Tracy. Anything else you want to touch on before we call it a Thursday? No, it's great. I think this was fun. Thank you for having yes. us. Yeah, and good luck with everything. And, and Thank you. you know, obviously, Watermill Crossing is moving along really great. So that's awesome. Um, okay, that's uh, we'll call that our podcast for today. Be sure to check out all our listings on Saunders.com. I'm Andrew Dowd. That's what's happening in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm.